everybody, welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. I'm Michael Finkley. Today is Friday, August 28th, 2020. It's Friday, Friday, Friday. We made it to Friday. Friday, y'all. Weekend is yours. Don't do anything for other people. Do it for you, okay? All for you. If you have not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Michael Finkley Show and click that bell for notification. And you will send us the email. We will send you an email saying that up uploaded content is available again i can't thank y'all enough thank you thank you thank you thank you to all viewers subscribers future subscribers future viewers thank you for making my dreams come true i just love this type of thing you know i work full-time i have my consulting firm um, that i do as well and other things that i do in collaboration with other people and this is i tell you my peace state right it's fun to me, you know, when I'm editing videos and all that kind of good stuff. This is fun to me. And again, you made this possible. You, 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 and oh yeah, you. You made this possible. So thank you so much. And we will definitely appreciate you. On today's show, we have Senator Kevin Johnson. He is Senator here in the state of South Carolina for District 36. So there's Clarendon County, there's Dillon County, there's Florence and Sumter. So we're going to chat with him and he just opens up to us about, you know, what drove him to be where he is today and his future plans. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Next, we chat with Senator Kevin Johnson. Don't you go away. On the next Michael Finkley, Monday, we chat with Mr. Corey Beck about his truth in being adopted into a white family and his personal experiences. It's a show you don't want to miss on the next Michael Finkley. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. We have a very, 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 very special guest with us today. I tell you, this man has been in the, the political arena for decades and i tell you he is a person that is a change agent within his community um serving on the school board district um the many um, city council he was mayor house of representatives now he is senator senator kevin johnson thank you so much for being on today thank you michael thank you for having me i really appreciate it yes sir thank you we really appreciate you so um growing up in kentucky did you know that you were different you knew you were a different type of person growing up. <laughs> well, I, I didn't actually grow up in Kentucky. I was born in Kentucky. My father, of course, was uh, was military. Okay. And at the time I was born, he was stationed in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Gotcha. And so that's where I was born. But I actually grew up, uh, you know, with, with military life. You travel back and forth with him. But when he retired after 21 years, we came back to Manning. So I've been in Manning ever since uh, about 1974. But it was just exciting to grow up in different parts of the country and uh, to get that experience, yes. Okay, awesome. And so describe your growing up. I know you said you traveled a lot. So did you think that your, your upbringing contribute to where you are today in life? I think so because what happened, I, I, you know, I started, uh, I was born in 1960, so I'm kind of born in the midst of the civil rights era and where, yeah. of course, a lot of segregation and, and, and uh, even with the school system. But being a, a military brat, as they would say, you know, we um, it was different on a military base than it was out in the regular society. Where so pretty much, um, you know, even though we had school segregation, uh, I was going to school with white students and other students, uh, Panamanian, whatever. 
And, and then also, uh, you know, um, when I compare the schools that I went to, uh, at least in my first eight years or so, on the military basis, compared to schools in uh, rural Clarendon County, I think I did receive a better education because we had access to so much more. And even to be able to uh, communicate with students who also uh, travel throughout the country, travel throughout the world, I think it benefited me. I think it prepared me, and I think it kind of gave me a little bit of a step up that if I had just went through school all the way through through Clarendon kind of from first grade, not uh, being negative against the rural school system, but that's just kind of how it was back there. And, and to be honest, uh, to some degree, it, it hadn't changed much even up until now. Oh, wow, really? Well, when you, when, you, when you look at, as they say, the schools along the I-95 corridor, yep. uh, you know, I just think that we still, um, we still have in South Carolina where the quality of a student's education depends on the zip code. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's unfortunate. And hopefully one day we can get around that where each student, regardless of where they live and go to school, will have a chance to the same type of quality education as their peers from other parts of the state and other parts of the country. Yeah, definitely. Yes, sir. And your political background and just community service, I see that you're a very strong opponent of education. How did it come about of you joining the school district first and then going on into that political realm that you are in now? Well, when I, when I was, uh, I, I graduated from the University of South Carolina and when I was at USC, um, I worked a part-time job with, with what was known then as the South Carolina Tax Commission, which is now the South Carolina Department of Revenue, Mm -hmm. where I worked part-time um, my last two years at USC. And then when I graduated, um, they offered me a full-time position. And so I, I was happy to, to, to graduate with a good job, and I went down to Beaufort County. And then in 1985, I was allowed to transfer back home. And when I transferred back home at the age of 25, I uh, got involved in a lot of civic affairs. And then I got appointed to things like the library board and the chamber of commerce board and, you know, different things like that. And then one thing just led to the other, but for some reason, um, I always wanted to be a school board member. And I remember when I was in college, actually, or even in high school, uh, my dream at that time was to be a high school English teacher, believe it or not. Really? I wanted to be a school teacher. And wow. that was just something I really wanted to do. And at some point, I think between high school and college, I, I had a glance at the teacher pay scale, and I knew that was not for me. But we're just always um, interested in, in public education. So when I had the opportunity to get on the school board uh, back in 1988, that was just, to me, a great joy. And I served there for 12 years. And, and even to this day, um, public education is a passion of mine. And, and all of my colleagues in the South Carolina Senate know that uh, out of all the things we deal with, and we deal with a great deal of things, is that uh, my number one passion uh, is public education in South Carolina. Awesome. I, I love this. I love this. And again, it shows. And it went your family as well, and your awesome family, and your, your wife, and your kids. Um, I see that they are in the, the running as well when it comes down to the political view. Um, how right. was that for them in the eye that, that my dad is this public figure? Did they even know what type of power you had as they were growing I, I, up? I would say that probably not because I never, that was not the most important thing to me. The most important thing to me, just being completely honest, was service. Yeah. And so I, I never walked around like, uh, for example, in the school community, like I was a big, bad school board member. I um. I remember telling all my all, all of my children's teachers, hey, you know, I want you to treat them like you treat every other student. Right. And although I'm a school board member, I may be a school board chairman, 
you know, we want to be treated like, you know, we don't want any kind of special favoritism. And I think that helped them realize that, uh, that we want to remain humble and that uh, for us, it's all about service. And, and I really wish that everybody had the same attitude because uh, there are people, uh, just being quite frank, uh, that when they uh, uh, aspire to and reach a certain level, uh, it's sort of, I would say, um, you know, it goes to their head. And I've just, I, I just believe in being, remaining grounded because I tell folks uh, in our area, things that are big around Clarendon County is hunting, fishing, playing golf. I don't do any of that. My, my thing is public service. And so that's what it's all about. And I think that most of the people, if not all, will, will, will say readily that, um, that I, had, I haven't changed. I, I've achieved a lot. But it, I'm still grounded. And I think that's just where I was brought up. Yes, definitely. And it shows. And it shows. And again, you pass it on to your, your children. Right. Um, and they are in the process now themselves as adults. They're giving back as well through service. How does that make you feel? As, it it as makes a me parent? feel good. It, it really makes me feel good because, um, unfortunately, I get to see um, other children or young people who are making what I would call bad decisions. And so I was talking to somebody today, as a matter of fact, and I said, you know, I said, I've been blessed to the fact that I hadn't had any issues uh, negative-wise with any of my three children. Mm -hmm. I said, all these gray hairs I have on top of my head, but none of them are attributed <laughs> to them, you know, putting us through one thing or the other. Uh, they've always been the type of children, or well, they're adults now, but I'll say children because, they, you know, but they've always been the type that don't, they, they never were into thinking about going out to different clubs and those types of things or whatever. And even to this day, uh, with them being this year 41, 40, and 30 uh, years of age, they, sp they spend a lot of time with us, and we travel together a lot, you know, just like they're little kids, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and just like even just about just by every Sunday afternoon, because my two daughters still live in Manning, and we get in the car and just ride around the county, just, you know, do things that you would, you would think with them being at their age that they want to be doing things on their own. And so, so it's been a joy and a pleasure. And uh, like I said, sometimes I feel for some people who, whose children, for whatever reason, put them through a lot and we've never had that. And so it's been a blessing, you know, that I would say. I, I get you. And I had the great opportunity to work with your two daughters while I was at right, high right, school. Right, it right, was a right. joy to work with them. And again, display, displaying that service um, component, it shows through them as well. Uh, and dealing with service as well, you serve this um, District 36 here in South Carolina, um, Clarendon, um, Darlington, Florence, and Sumter. How has that been for you within these years of service? That, that has been a great experience, um, especially to, to serve the district that I serve. And I often tell people that um, if I had the opportunity, if somebody said, Kevin, you can pick any district you want, I feel like with District 36, I have what I want. It's a great district. It's great people. Um, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes because when you're dealing with four counties, you're dealing with four county mm -hmm. councils, multiple uh, municipal councils, several school districts. So some of my colleagues, because of the density, density of their population, their entire district is in one part of one county. And here I am stretched across four counties, but it gives me a great opportunity, man, to, to meet good people, to work with great people. And so I enjoy it. I'm not gonna say that it's always easy, but as somebody said in the past, the good days far away the bad days. And, and so we're in an area where people have a lot of issues. They, they need a lot of help. And so it makes me feel good when somebody can come to me with an issue or a problem and I can resolve it for them. That's, that's a great feeling. And so, so that's what I'm here for. People know they can call me anytime, uh, and they do. 
They come to the house. <laughs> or where, if, if I'm one of those guys, I go to the post office, I go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. So wherever they see me, uh, if they have an issue, uh, I'll do the best I can to resolve it. And, uh, and when you get a person from point A to point B, uh, it makes them feel good. It makes me feel better. Yeah, I love it. Yes, sir. So what are your plans um, now for these four different counties that you serve here in South Carolina going forward? The priority, as I mentioned earlier, uh, especially in, in my four-county district, is to make sure that we can have a strong, much improved public education system. Uh, we have great leadership in our district. We have a lot of graduates who are going on and, and have done great things. But the playing field is not level. And as I said earlier, uh, the quality of the, zip, of, of the education should not depend on the zip code. And so uh, when we recruit industry to come to South Carolina, I think that, um, that more parts of the state should benefit other than just where that particular industry is going, because it takes uh, taxes that all of us pay to get that industry here. So, so public education uh, will be and needs to be much improved. Uh, another issue in District 36, of course, being along the I-95 corridor, is health care. We have to make sure that we have a, a, a quality level of health care, which is affordable for all of our people which is why I plan to, again, uh, file a bill to expand Medicaid in South Carolina. Expanding Medicaid in South Carolina will provide between two and 300,000 citizens with affordable quality health care. Uh, we have a lot of people who work and work very hard, but they are low-income jobs, and so they cannot afford health insurance. And so that's going to be another issue. We need to continue to make sure that we um, – have a, a strong infra- infrastructure uh, system uh, all throughout South Carolina. I still feel like when we have uh, infrastructure dollars, a lot of it's spent in certain parts of the state, Greenville, York, Ori, those types of places, and then the highways and roads and bridges and sidewalks in our part of the state um, go lacking. So hopefully with, since we passed the gas tax bill a couple of years ago, hopefully we'll be able to get some things done in our area. But we want to make sure that we have access to a lot of the same things that the the richer, more fluent parts of South Carolina have. So we have our work cut out for us. But again, we have a lot of great people throughout the four counties working together. Recreation is another thing. So there's a lot of quality of life issues that we can do to improve in District 36. Love it. I love it. So there's always work to do. Always a always lot of work, work to do. To and and yes, what sir. makes a difference, like I said, is having great people to work with, teamwork. Exactly. And we're trying to elect a great person into this office of president um, in this coming November. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the election and also future plans, Senator Johnson, for yourself. We'll be right back. Coming up, we talk about the upcoming election and what are Senator Johnson's future plans? Well, he tells us here. We'll be right back. The Finkley Experience is an educational consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. We assist parents and their students with the college process. We train school administrators, and we also partner with colleges and universities to assist with their first-generation population. To learn more about our consulting firm and to purchase our book and workbook, please visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com. to the Michael Finkel Show. We're still chatting with Senator Kevin Johnson of District 36 here in the state of South Carolina. And we left off in talking about the election this November. Senator Johnson, how important is it to vote? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, there's a phrase that's being used and some people think it's 
being overused. It's not. And that phrase is this. This is the most consequential election of our lifetime. And that's just not a cliche. That's a fact. Um, we have somehow, uh, to a certain extent, survived these four years under the current leadership. But I, I just feel like if, um, if, if President Trump gets reelected, it's going to be worse because then you're talking about him another four years where he doesn't have a chance where he can run again for a third term. And so I think he would be pretty much ruthless. Um, any two times you have a leader, and in this case, the leader of the United States, leader of the free world, and you can't believe anything the man says. I mean, the man, um, uh, he doesn't tell the truth, even when the things that he's saying that are not true are easily proven to not be true. And, uh, and, and so that's the first thing. You got to be able to trust your leadership. Uh, the second thing is that he's so divisive and he doesn't understand that he's the president of the United States of America. He thinks he's the president of his base. Right. Me, for example, I make it very clear. Once I get elected as senator of Senate District 36, I represent everybody. It doesn't matter if they're Republican, Democrat, black, black white, whether they supported me or not. Once I'm elected, my job is to represent to the best of my ability, everybody. He doesn't get that. He thinks that his job is just to, to, to look out for his base. And, uh, and, and so what we have now, we have, a, instead of a United States of America, we have a divided state of America. And what it does, it makes our country very weak. Uh, our enemies, I tell people all the time, should be people like Russia and China, Iraq, North Korea, Iran. We should not be each other's enemies. And that's what we're living in now. A lot of people uh, determine whether they like you or not, whether you belong to the same party. And that really has, um, it's been devastating to our country. So what we need to do is go out and vote and elect uh, uh, Vice President Biden and Sen Senator uh, Kamala Harris because we have got to restore our dignity. We've got to come together more as a country. And uh, I just cannot, and, and I mean, people just really need to understand how important this is. And whether Joe Biden was your choice or whether Kamala was your, whatever the case may be, we have two choices, Joe Biden or Donald Trump. That's bottom line. And, and those who, who, for whatever reason, decide, well, you know, I don't like the choice, so I'm going to stay home and not vote. Just understand that when you stay home and not vote, you have actually cast your vote for Donald Trump. And so we, it's, it's just very important. Um, you have things on the line, like Supreme Court justice, all these things that people don't think about, that if, uh, that if he gets four more years, we're going to be even put that much further behind. It's time to have some decency and some respect and, and just to have some real leadership in the White House again. We need to have somebody who understand that rules matter, that, that, that laws and all, they really matter. And this, this, this president we have now, he, think, he, he thinks he's above the law and he does anything he want to do and he's doing it and he's getting away with it. And it would be worse. It would be much worse if he's reelected re to another four year term. So we're going to be spending our time trying to get people to understand just how very important this election is. Um, I just don't know any other way to put it, but yeah. I think if he gets back in for four more years, our, our democracy will be over with. And, and again, that plays right into Russia, China, those folks who, who don't like the fact that we have a strong democracy and, and we still, I, I would assume, we are still the leaders of the world, uh, strongest military, all these types of things that they don't like, and he's, he's playing right into their hands. And there's only one way to bring about improvement, and that's going to be on November 3rd at the ballot box. Definitely. How can we prepare ourselves, though, for this? Well, um, we, we're going back in session, um, the Senate is anyway, next week, and uh, to try to uh, 
uh, hopefully do like we did in, in the primary and, and to pass a bill to allow um, every South Carolinian, because of the pandemic, to vote early for any reason. Right. And, and I think that's going to pass, but we need to make sure that everybody who is not registered to vote gets registered, and then we need to make sure that every registered voter votes. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's, it's, it's a tedious process. Voting is very simple. And even if you have to stand in line, we stand in line for everything else. We've stood in line for the latest iPhone, the latest pair of Jordans. We, you know, we stood in line. I mean, we do it for everything. But, but there's nothing more important to stand in line and wait for than voting. And as somebody said that for no other reason, we owe it to our ancestors who went through everything, even to make the ultimate sacrifice so that we can have the right to vote. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and the funny thing about it is, and I'm telling you from experience, uh, a lot of times the people who don't vote are the ones who complain most. The most, And so uh, yes. that's right. And that's, that's ironic, but but we need to, to put all that stuff aside. We need to do uh, what we need to do. I think the right to vote is probably our most precious right. And there's no excuse. There's no excuse at all that we get out and vote. And, uh, and that's in every election. And that goes from president all the way down to, to, to city council, school board, whatever. It matters. It makes a difference who we have sitting around the table in these positions. Exactly. Definitely matters. And I feel you've been around um, that table for a long time, Senator Johnson. So what are some of your future plans for yourself? Um, actually, I, like I said, I, I've been through several positions and I'm in the state Senate, which, which is really an honor. And uh, this year, uh, next month, as a matter of fact, I'll be 60 years old. And uh, I, plan, I, plan, I plan to thank you. I plan on uh, winning in November. Mm -hmm. And so um, win that election and, and hopefully the Lord will, will see fit to leave me here to, to finish that term. At the end of that term, I'll be 64. And so I don't really know um, what, what other plans I have except to say that I really enjoy serving in the state Senate. And I'd be very happy if that was the end of my political career, I'm saying in the state Senate. Other folks have asked me about other things and be quite honest, I don't have any interest in. I think they're good positions for the right person. Right. But uh, my plans are to stay in the South Carolina Senate. Um, uh, and whenever I decide to do anything different, hopefully it'll be just to fully retire. But I, I just enjoy serving this position and, and I don't have any other high aspirations other than, than the South Carolina Senate. It's, it's, it really is. When you look at it, there's about 5 million citizens in South Carolina and there are 46 state senators. So, so what I'm doing, I, I have the, the, the pleasure and opportunity to do something in South Carolina that only 45 other people can do, and that's serving the South Carolina Senate. It's a lot of work, but it, 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 it's good work. Um, uh, as John Lewis said, it's good trouble because sometimes it is troublesome. Right. But if you do it right, it, it, it takes a lot out of you. But like I said, uh, the good days outweigh the bad and the rewards are, you know, they, they, they make you feel like, you know, you're worthwhile. I love this. Yes, sir. Definitely. Um, encouraging words, Senator Johnson, for someone that is looking up to you at this present moment in time and say, I want to be just like him. What would you say to that individual? Well, what I would say to people, if you want to, uh, if you aspire to serve, uh, don't wait until you're ready to do it. Start preparing yourself now, because like me, for example, uh, when I first started out uh, serving on different boards and being involved in civic affairs um, in a community, I had no idea that I would be where I am now. So what I want to tell other folks, especially young people, prepare yourself. 
because opportunities are out there. And, and, and somebody said one time, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity. I mean, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. So prepare yourself, uh, you know, uh, be involved in your community, uh, attend as much as you can, your city and county council school board meetings, uh, I mean, our city and county council meetings, attend your school board meetings, know your elected officials. Don't wait until you decide I want to run to get to know people. You need to know people first and they need to know you because we're talking about voting and how important voting is. And so you want to make sure that people have the, the feeling or the attitude that voting for you is a wise investment of that vote. And so my thing is just be prepared. I mean, we're going to have uh, so many opportunities, opportunities that our ancestors and forefathers and foreparents didn't have. So the opportunity is there. But our job is to make sure that we're prepared to take advantage of them. So that would be my advice to people because people like me and and, and my colleagues and people like Congressman Clyburn, uh, we're not going to be around forever. Somebody's got to walk in these shoes, and we want to make sure that the people who walk in the shoes are prepared. Um, that's why uh, education is so important. Uh, you know, you need to make sure that you're educated. And again, education is one of those things that they, they could take off never take your education and and, and that's the key it, it, it'll take you a lot of places and so that's that my, my biggest advice to 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 young people um that have these aspirations is to make sure you do all you can to be prepared true yes sir i could have said it better myself thank you so much senator johnson for being on today we really appreciate oh, thank you. you thank you yes sir thank you thank you appreciate <laughs> you anything anytime i can help just give me a call i sure will yes sir thank you On the next Michael Finkley, Monday, we chat with Mr. Corey Beck about his truth in being adopted into a white family and his personal experiences. It's a show you don't want to miss on the next Michael Finkley. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Did you enjoy yourself? Did you? What did you learn? Comment below. Tell us what's on your mind below in the comments. Senator Johnson, thank you so much for being on. You dropped some awesome information to us. You fed it to us. And I'm telling you, I know that you're going to continuously make a difference in the state of South Carolina. We're rooting for you in November. Thank you so much for being on today. On Monday's show, we will be chatting with Mr. Corey Beck. Now, Corey has a very amazing story. He was adopted at an early age by this white family in the state of New Hampshire. And he opens us to us, opens up to us about his life in this family, right? Um, people that didn't look like him growing up. How did he cope with that? What are some things that you learned? What are some things that you took away from this experience? And I tell you, it's a story like no other. So Monday, see you on Monday. If you have not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and ring that bell for notification. And you'll receive an email from us saying, hey, content is uploaded. Thank you so much for watching, y'all, and y'all have a good weekend. Just do you, okay? Have a good weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Have a good one.